What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B. And today, the B is for Bray Bray. And we'll get there in a second. But welcome back to Brunch with Des B. I'm so excited to have you on this Sunday. Such a fun Sunday because it's just a little bit more relaxed. We've had two past two episodes like packed full of action, packed full of experiences and tips and tricks and all of this. And today, I just wanted to invite you to listen in on a little bit of like a girl's chat. We're talking TikTok. We're talking the original teen mom. We're talking having a baby at 16, finding out you're pregnant at 15. And what does your life look like when that happens? Um, I'm so excited to introduce you guys to my friend Bree, which we kind of talk about how we met and everything in between. So I'm excited for this little girl chat today. Um, but before we get into it, I did just want to remind you guys to check out the show notes. As always, I usually have information there about things coming up, exciting merch releases, exciting challenge stuff, programs, fitness plans, yada, yada, yada. You get it. But one thing I'm really excited for is for the 17th of July because Buff Bunny Collection is having another launch. Now you might say, holy fuck, another launch. And I'm telling you, holy fuck yeah, another launch. They usually do two every summer, but this one has a totally different twist than I've seen them do on a summer launch before. And I'm so excited to review these pieces for you guys. Last launch was very 80s, very neon, very oceany. You know, it's it, there's the blues, there's the pinks, there's the yellow, all of these great things. But this launch is a little bit more of a like a paler palette. Um, it reminds me very much of like just neutrals, like beautiful greens, beautiful pale pinks, pastels, um, sage greens, um, baby blues. Uh, it's just, it's gorgeous. And then there's like some little prints that are called Eden prints and they look almost like greenery. It's just, you guys are going to have to see it. Stay tuned on the releases that they're doing, um, like piece releases on the Instagram, but that is July 17th. You guys really came through last launch in supporting me and using code DESB. And so I just want to say thank you so much. When you guys use my code, I do make a small commission. So for every $20 you spend, I make $2. Okay. With that being said, though, it's not just about making the commission for me. It's about ensuring that I continue to bring value to this company so that I stay a part of the company. Um, so I just want to say thank you for that because I've been with Buff Bunny for three years now and they're probably one of my companies in terms of clothing that I find I have so much pride in. They're so revolutionary. They're consistently making up like their own prints, their own styles, their own designs. And I just, I think it sets them apart. And Buff Bunny, like Heidi, she is the kindest person I've ever met in real life. Like she is one of the influencers that's quote huge that I've met that is 120% not above anyone. So genuine, so fucking sweet. Like I just, I support Buff Bunny Collection 120%. So when you guys use code Desby, know that yes, you do support me. You do support my family. You support my employees. You su you know what I mean? This money is not just going to like a fucking shopping addiction, all right? I got a business to run and I'm in the process of creating my skincare line, as you guys know. So this is a lot of money that is going into this. So types, um, with you guys using my code and these types of thing, it supports me financially to be able to build 
bigger and better things. And so I just want to say thank you in July 17th, code Desby to support me. Um, now with that being said, I did want to have a moment of silence for a fallen, beautiful angel buff bunny collection model search winner, um, Emily Rose. Um, she passed away just a few days ago. I um, mean, I wanted to honor her this podcast. We were supposed to record one together. She was so excited. She was just such a light. And I didn't know her intimately, but we've exchanged many messages. Um, you know, we've talked, we've said cute things to each other, you know, like just responding to stories and commenting on each other's posts. And, and when I saw the news that she passed, my heart just broke because there is no pause button to grieve in life. When you pass, when someone passes, it's not right that your family has to just keep going. And I found a lot of guilt when I found out that she passed and I continued to live my day because I was like, how is, how is that fair that I can be so sad but life also keeps going. How is that fair? Death isn't fair. And I don't think we should fear death. I think there's something beautiful on the other side. But it doesn't take away from the sadness that I have for her close friends and her family to have to now live life without her. And whether you, quote, saw it coming or not, like I I hate even saying that, there is no way to prepare for someone's passing. So I'm glad to hear that She was able to be surrounded by her family and able to say her goodbyes and her I love yous in an intimate setting with them. So I just want to take a minute of silence for her. Allow us all to, excuse me, feel the emotion we need to feel to know that a beautiful soul is no longer with us earth, earth side but she's able to flourish in health and happiness on the other side. So I just want to take a minute. Thank you for participating in that with me. I hope during that minute you were able to be present and also be grateful for the fact that we're able to reflect on our life right now and be here in the present and in the flesh. 
So Emily, fly high. I put in the show notes some links that her mother uploaded to help the family during this time. And my heart just goes out to those intimately affected by her passing. But what an opportunity to honor such a a positive warrior in her fight against cancer. And just a reminder to continue to live your life the fullest that you can live, the loudest that you can live, knowing that people like Emily would do anything to go back and just live her full, authentic self her whole life. And I'm sure she would look down on us right now and laugh at certain things we might be stressing about and be like, babe, don't worry about that. Look where you are. So I just encourage you to take a moment and be ever so grateful for what we have in front of us. Now switching gears, again, thank you guys for bearing with me during that little emotional part of the segment to start out, but I wanted to, to take a second to just honor her. And again, show notes, you'll have all the links to, to everything, but I did just want to give that shout out specifically. So switching gears, like I said, I'm very excited to have Bree on with me. Um, it was so nice to be able to catch up with her. And you guys are, it's just a girl chat. There's nothing totally beautiful in this conversation, but we talk about a lot of topics and I think it's just a really fun listen. So without further ado, um, again, thank you so much for bearing with me in this intro and let's get into the podcast. Hello. Um, hello. <laughs> I was hello? like, shit, it's not fucking working. <laughs> oh, no, it's kind of touchy sometimes, but well, welcome to the podcast, Bree. <laughs> hello, how's it going? It's going good. Oh, my gosh, we haven't talked in so long. No, it's literally Well, been... like, like we've, we've talked, but, like, also not really. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, like... We message each other here and there, but like in person, obviously, it's been yes. like two and a half years. <laughs> Which how the f- how the fuck? No, it's not. Bitch, how the fuck? Yeah, I, been- that's what I was saying. <laughs> how the fuck? No, how has it been two years? Um, what the fuck? I feel like Lollapalooza feels like it was just yesterday, but at oh, the dude. same time, light years away. Yeah, I'm I'm indifferent. I can definitely say it feels like yesterday while also simultaneously feeling like forever ago. Like I, I feel both sides. So Yes. And the week oh my went, gosh. that week went by so fucking fast. I was that- like <laughs> I blinked and you were pulling me out of the Ariana Bondi. Like, I was gonna throw up. <laughs> Bro, oh my god, we'll get we'll get into that. Um but okay, Brie, introduce yourself real quick. Age, favorite color location your background of life whatever you want to say who are you who are you hello everybody my name is Brianna and I am 24 I live in Boise Idaho but I'm originally from a small town in Illinois called Macomb Illinois I don't really have a background in anything because (laughs) I had a fucking baby when I was 16 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so 
I was the original 16 and pregnant. I was the original teen mom. Um, so I've just <laughs> honestly been kind of floating through life since then. <laughs> it's been about seven years now. <laughs> um, and my favorite color is lavender. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. Girl, you look you look fucking good in purples too. Oh, thanks. You look fucking You're good on. in everything. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, just stop. Um, okay. <laughs> So obviously we, so we met through social media. You followed me for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, We're always just like, I feel like you were always in my DMs, like cracking jokes, very much Aries energy, like both of us, just funny. Like you get it, you get it. If you know an Aries woman, you fucking, you just get it. Um, And it's interesting to me that we like clashed so well because sometimes that energy can be so head to head. But, um, you immediately were like always so funny to me and man, how did we even end up at fucking Lollapalooza? Okay. No, I don't remember. I think (laughs) dude. Okay. I haven't had my Twitter in a long time, but I'm pretty sure you tweeted something like you ended up following me on Twitter, like following me back and you tweeted (laughs) something about like wanting to see Ariana Grande or like responding to my tweet. And I was literally like, come with me. And you DM'd me and you were like, bet how much is the ticket? And I sent you the link and you literally bought it like the next day. And then I'm like, oh my God, we're going to all blues together. And then we're like booking a hotel. And then all of a sudden the trip came up and we're, it was just like, we had known each other for so long. It felt like whenever we met up it, and I remember you saying that to me, you were like, you know, I usually don't really like people, so I'm really happy that we're getting along. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Well, like, okay, here's the thing. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm full of clout and, like, I'm, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, Tana Mojo <laughs> or some shit. But, like, when I meet some followers and, like, try to be, quote, normal with them, it just, like, the power it's awkward. Tri- yeah, like, the power trip that they give me isn't fun. Like, I'm like, right. no, 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 no. Like, don't fangirl over me. Don't yes. don't make it fucking weird. Like, let's just, dude, be, like, shoot the shit. Be funny. Be you. I know. Whatever. I'm like, we're just two besties trotting yeah, around in Chicago. We, oh, my God. We're half naked walking down fucking having people like, whistle michigan avenue assholes oh my, my whole asshole was exposed. literally <laughs> vagina lips out like i mean we were smooching out there like dude and we fucking our hotel was like 13 blocks away so we had to fucking walk butt ass <laughs> to the festival. i'll never forget you sat in subway your bare ass on subway in subway guys we're in fucking like the franchise subway and Bri is in here with a literal thong on sitting on the chairs oh my god I just remember being like this is so embarrassing this is so like, nonetheless, nonetheless guys we we stayed at the the most bougie hotel ever oh my god and it so um it was so beautiful and we would walk in and out like looking like trash I mean it was just it was immaculate <laughs> like actual garbage actual like, garbage like, yeah it was bad um but yeah so we met at Lollapalooza and sadly haven't seen each other since but I feel like since that like I got married and then after mm-hmm. I got married I moved back to Ohio and then like mm-hmm. literally COVID hit like there's yes. been no there's not even been time to reconnect and so no, we've, yeah we've been exchanging text lately and I'm like dude come come to Ohio you know know. Bray's like dude come to Boise so we're gonna meet up again at some point um but regardless I wanted to bring Bray on the podcast not only to like bring in some conversation because it's funny but also um just talk a little bit about like her experience as a young mom um leading into like life now 
um, what she does. She loves, she does TikTok. Um, she's really been like excelling in TikTok. It's definitely a platform that she, I think that you do like very well in, oh, um, very, you. very up your alley, very like with your character, it just works. So, um, just talking about that and then obviously just shooting the shit, um, going forward with maybe competing and how you've been doing, um, yeah. with your fitness journey as well. Um, we can kind of dabble into a lot of different stuff. So first things first, I know I'm the realist. Yeah, you are the realist. <laughs> and you also have huge sack of balls for raising a child so young. You yeah, my balls are like they are so like literally <laughs> I mean hang into the ground, horse dick. And, and so I want to hear about your life when you found out you were pregnant, like, Oh Oh my gosh. Like, I know we got to backtrack. You said seven years ago. I mean, we're, we're going back in time, but how was that experience to now being a mom of like a very young woman now officially, right? Like she's really growing up. You have like parent, you have like parent shit to go to. Like, how is that Mm -hmm. going so young? Like, et cetera. So walk us through that. Cause I think that is I, you just ha- hats off to you for thank being you. an amazing mom and stepping into that role. Well, thank you. Um, so I like, honestly, I didn't come from like a whole lot. And in my town, a couple of seniors had gotten pregnant, like when I was in middle school and stuff. And it was like, Oh my gosh, they're having sex. I can't believe it. And then like, my mom was like always hanging out with her boyfriend. So I was hanging out with my boyfriend when she wasn't home. And then I got pregnant and, um, we were only together for like four months at the time when we found out we were pregnant. And I just remember taking the pregnancy test. I'm fucking barely 16. Like I found out I was pregnant in like May and I had turned 16 the March before that. So like two months before I found out I was pregnant, I turned 16 and my cousin and my best friend were with me and I was like, oh my God, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like I'm fucking pregnant. So I, they dropped me off at my mom's work and my mom, they're like, Hey, can you take Brie home? Which my mom's like, okay, that's fucking weird. Why would you drive her all the way here just to have me take her home? And so I get in the car and my mom's like, what, what is going on? And I'm like, I have to tell you something. And she's like, you're fucking pregnant. And I'm like, yeah. And I just started bawling and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? But then she followed it with like a little bit of silence and she was like, okay, we'll figure it out. And so everybody found out, we told everybody. My grandma was like the most emotional person to tell because like she is pretty much who like financially supported my sister and I. Mm -hmm. So she was like super emotional over it just because she wanted more for me. And the small town that we lived in, like not a lot of people get out of there. So she was just like scared. I think that I was going to be stuck there forever. Like knowing that that's not like the path that I should go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then my, I married my baby dad and I was 16 for that. So both my parents had to sign off, um, for me to get married when I was 16. And my mom, obviously she just did it so he could join the air force and help support the baby. And my dad is just like, super fucking Vietnamese so he really didn't have a clue what was going on (laughs) (laughs) he just went to the courthouse with me and fucking signed the papers he's like Bray you gotta get married and I'm like yeah dad because he's gotta join the air force and we have to be married to join the air force since we have a baby and he was like 
so you're gonna be married you're only 16 <laughs> I'm like dad okay we don't have time to talk about this <laughs> please just sign please just sign my field, my field trip form fuck <laughs> no literally I had my field trip to fucking move away at 16 and like never see anyone ever again <laughs> oh man so fast forward um we got stationed in uh mountain home Idaho which bring was what brought me out to Idaho. And I get asked that question so many fucking times. Like everyone's like, where are you from? And like, I'm not really from Idaho. So I'm like, I'm from Illinois. They're always like, well, what brought you out here? And I'm like, well, <laughs> it's a fucking long story. <laughs> um, so then I'm out here in Idaho. Um, and you know, it was rough. I came out here the summer between my junior and senior year of high school and my ex-husband and I were living on the base together. So I was a spouse and a mom and a high school student. And I don't know what my reasoning was at the time, but I was like hell bent on not going to like alternative school to graduate early. I really wanted to like have that normal high school experience still, like however possible that could be. Mm-hmm. So I ended up just going to the regular high school. So I graduated from Mountain Home High School um, in 2015 and I graduated on time and I even had enough credits to like not have like a last period of class. So I was able to get off early and pick Hayden up from daycare. And that was like super important to me. So So can you just walk through what year were you in school when you had her? So I was a junior. I got pregnant. Got it. um, My ex-husband's senior prom. And I was a sophomore (laughs) in high school. Yeah. So we, he like, it was just graduating when we found out we were pregnant and he was fucking working at Sonic at the time. And I'm like, so you're just going to be skating milkshakes around to support this baby or what? (laughs) And that's like what triggered him. His mom like kind of made him join the air force. So, but I mean, it was a blessing in disguise because we honestly, obviously, I mean, I could, we couldn't have raised a baby on that. And I Mm -hmm. was still trying to finish school. Um, so like him joining the air force was like really brave to him, like kudos to him. Like I, that's, there's a lot, there was a lot of change going on. So both of us having to go through that at such a young age, is mm-hmm. just like, that is just like a fucking tornado. Were you in a house? Were you in an apartment together? Were you just by yourselves? Like, yeah. So, um, when we moved to mountain home, we actually had a house on the base. So okay. we like had a whole ass house and okay. everybody just thought that was so wild. And like, we obviously needed a vehicle when we got here. So like we bought like a brand new Jeep when we got here. And so everybody at the school knew me as like the new girl who's married with a kid and a Jeep. And I was like, it's really not that important to know all the details. Okay. And I was like fucking so extra when I was a senior in high school too, especially since I was like the new girl, I had like a chance to like reinvent myself. So I fucking like, bitch, I wore like high heels every fucking day to (laughs) school. I I was like, like, always this bougie ass queen just like trotting through the fucking hallways and I'm like yeah I'm gonna go pick up my baby oh my <laughs> no I'm like, fuck I was not even 18 yet that was just so wild and I so don't who like... go ahead so who watched her I know you mentioned daycare but was it like school daycare like was it in your it was... school because so I know some all... schools do that Yes. So the alternative school that I could have went to did have a daycare like in the basement because a lot of the girls there um, had babies Mm -hmm. and a lot of a lot of girls my age here have babies and they had babies when we were in high school. So it's like where I was from, it wasn't happening as much until after I had my daughter and then here it was already happening. So one of my one of the first girls that I met and became best friends with here, um, she had her daughter at 15. And so our kids are like best friends and then we're best friends. 
Um, so yeah, there was a daycare at the, the alternative school. And then on the base, there's a daycare, but it's so fucking expensive. Shit. I was going to say like $150 a week. Oh my God. A week. 150 mm. motherfucking dollars. Are you joking? I'm like, I literally am a senior in high school. Do you think I have coin? Because I don't. Yeah. I literally don't. That, that shit influencer was bad. status yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, literally. I'm, I'm like, I have this. seven followers. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you have her. You're married. Obviously, things do not work out. So, what did the first few years of like her life look like while you're now you're graduated, which is a mm-hmm. huge accomplishment? Yes, got that co- high school degree. Mm-hmm. What happens then? So after that. Um, I was pretty much just, I started working at Sephora um, and I had been with Sephora since 2015 up until just a couple months ago. Um, And they have just, I, I just really liked makeup at the time. And I really wanted to be like a makeup influencer at that time. Um, So I was making like YouTube videos and things like that. Um, I, I kind of juggled with the idea of going to college, but first of all, it's just so much fucking money that I didn't have. And second of all, like, I just hate school. Like I didn't like yeah. school and I, I'm just so much more of like, a, I'd rather just like make my own way doing something that I love versus like sitting through all of these classes again, after I just like had a baby and I had to go through school and it was just, it was so much. So I was not like looking to go back to school. Yeah. I um, really don't. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I could not do like the debt. I'm just, I, I just couldn't do it. So I was working at Sephora for a while and then I got a job at State Farm. So I was making like pretty good money there. And then by that time, my ex-husband and I decided not to be together. Um, and I was really just trying to like make ends meet as best as I could. Um, and State Farm was like doing okay. Um, and then I became a travel agent, which is the job I was working at when you and I had met. Yes. And that is like one of my favorite jobs. It was pretty fun. And I started working from home and, um, like it was just, it was super easy and I really liked doing it. Um, and doing that, like with Hayden through all of this, I mean, it's been kind of, I don't know. It's so crazy because she's in therapy now and her dad and I, um, like sit in on some of her appointments and a lot of the time, like Eric and I, Eric is my baby dad, we kind of make like comments in the therapy sessions like about like us and like feeling guilt and things like us splitting up like is stressing her out or like making things go off course and and sh- like the therapist is just like you have to stop like blaming yourself because she's happy everyone's happy like it's fine mm-hmm. so it's like in the moment of doing like going through all of that being so young i i was like constantly blaming myself for i guess like i i just felt like i wasn't giving her everything she needed because him and i had split up um but now i feel like a bad bitch and i feel like showing her that i can be independent is like going to help her become independent mm-hmm. absolutely so it's kind of taking back on that no it's awesome and i feel like you're also probably at I mean, I feel like for me, I can vividly remember the year of turning 22. So you're mm-hmm. t- obviously 24. I'm now 26. Yeah. I just vividly remember 22 was such a turning point in my life of yeah. maturity, um, kind of understanding my purpose a little bit further um, to where like, I feel like you're now also in a position as just an adult 
um, to continue to evolve as a mother, Mm -hmm. um, since your journey started so much earlier than many people, you know, you're still figuring out who you are, um, who you are now as a mom and like, how, what are your parenting styles? Like, I feel like that maternal instinct kicks in immediately when you have a child, but when, but when you are younger, you might learn it a little bit differently. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like your parenting styles probably have also changed as you've like gotten more mature and evolved and, um, have had like more experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. I totally agree with that. And, you know, I had, I have recently gone through therapy as well. And I look back on like the first few years of her life and my, the way that I would parent and some of the decisions I would make. And I'm just, I, I have, I disagree with some of the things that I used to do. And now Mm -hmm. that I, but I, yeah, I was able to work through that within myself and, now that she's old enough to communicate with me, her and I talk about our feelings all the time. And so it's a lot easier now that I can actually get her opinion on things and talk to her about it versus when she was a kid. And I had to like make every single soul decision myself. Right. Right. And it's like, obviously, ultimately the decisions are up to me still and always will be. But now that her and I can talk about it, it's like, it's so much easier to be able to do the right thing because she can express those feelings to me. Right. So, so what's up? What's up with her? What is she doing? What is she liking? Ugh. How is she? What What is she finessing? She's probably a queen, just like you. <laughs> you know. Literally, she Hayden is. She's an Aquarius. Okay, so she <laughs> is pretty much like the way that I think of Aquarius is that it's like an Aries, but like they cry a little bit more and (laughs) they have like a little bit more emotion to them, but it's like, she's so animated and the way she speaks to me. I'm just like, how do you even know what any of that even means? I'm like, she talks like a full grown adult. Like we were going through the fucking Starbucks drive-thru, which she hates. Every time I go through the Starbucks drive-thru, she's like, oh my God, coffee again. Literally you every day. I know. Every fucking bitch. I got to make a TikTok. Do you want to eat or not? I'm like, do you, I have to make money somehow. (laughs) And she was like, I get my nails done all the time. And I always get compliments. And like this, just the way she talks to me, she was like, we were pulling up to the window. She goes, and watch, they're going to say, Oh mommy, I love your nails. And you're going to say, Oh, thanks. Destiny did them. And then you're going to give them destiny's business card. And then they're (laughs) going to make an appointment and then they're going to get their nails done too. And then I'm like, how did you even come up with that whole like, like synopsis in your head? Like she's just so grown and it's crazy. Um, her favorite song right now is dance monkey. Oh my god cute so i'm like she's a little to, behind but it's i have to fucking listen to that every fucking second of the day and it's so great um and she likes to go shopping she's in that phase where she's not buying toys anymore she's buying clothes so i love think that. that's pretty cool i love that for her um and then yeah she's about to go into second grade and right now she's been with her dad for the summer but we actually found a daycare here in boise that you drop them off and they take a bus like out to a farm and they like, like not work, but they like go out on the farm and like learn how to garden and cook. And they like eat everything that they like grow in the garden and they can take care of animals and stuff. What? And then they bust them back to the daycare at the end of the day. And then I just pick her up from there. That's so cool. Is that like a summer thing? Yeah. I, oh, yeah, they so do it for cute. the summer. I know. That and so it's cool. like, and I, like one of the downfalls of like, me had being so young when I was she was in her like early ages is that I like let her get super addicted to her tablet Mm -hmm. because it was just like 
easier for me to be like, okay, yeah, just watch this so I can like do the dishes or like, mm-hmm. like chill for like a second or do my homework because I was still in school. So it's like, she has like a super bad addiction to her tablet. So I think that going through that camp is going to be super awesome because there's like no electronics, no TVs anywhere. And like, hopefully that can break the cycle of that. And when she's ready for second grade, like everything will be better. That's awesome. Well, I mean, she has so many years to like grow through that. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, I feel like as a mom, like you, you can only do so much. You can, okay? Yeah, you really can. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I'm all for understanding, Hey, screen time, you know, when, yeah. but at the end of the day, honey, I want to sit down for like five minutes. I no, want to scroll. I want to scroll through TikTok. Like watch, watch your like bit little baby bum and mm-hmm. like learn colors. Like, I don't think yeah. it's that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Yeah. I, what big, big deal. But when you get to that age, I feel like it's like, honey, go outside, go play, yeah, go do it. Right. Yeah. A little bit different too. Yeah. And I just always, every time I tr- start to feel guilty about it, I think about something my therapist said to me when I was talking to her about it one time. And that is just that, we, even though we are moms and we have to take care of them all the time and like do everything for them, that doesn't mean that we're not still our own person. And it is not our job to entertain them 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one day that role is going to be gone and we're going to miss it. So it's like, yes, it's certain parts of my day. I have to like take a breath and be like, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to miss this right now. Mm-hmm. but I can also be frustrated with right now. You know what I mean? Like exactly. I can be, I can be grateful while also being like really fucking annoyed. Exactly. And, and that's I think that. that that's not <laughs> talked about enough. Like I feel like there's just this weird cloud of, but everybody has to be like fucking all about their fucking kid 24 seven, like all the time. And it's like, yeah, be about your kid and obviously like love your kid and take care of your fucking kid. But like you were still an individual as well mm-hmm. as them being an individual. And I mean, I am still like out living my life. I'm taking care of myself. I go to the gym and I still like, I let her just chill at daycare because she wants to play with her friends while I go to the gym for an hour and a half. Like I'm still have to be like an individual mm-hmm. and then she comes home and we just chill together. All right, you guys, this is a perfect opportunity for me to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by Better help. I've been using better help for a few months now. By a few months, I mean over six months. Time is just passing so fast, but I wanted to give you guys the lowdown on what this is. This is an online therapy, teletherapy, an opportunity to connect with your counselor that is chosen for you based off a questionnaire and have access to them with video call, video chat, text message, um, uploading documents, voice message, everything in between. This is your personalized teletherapy experience. I'm so happy to be partnered with them and I'm very honored because this does help support my podcast. So if you're interested in trying better help today, you can get the first first month for 10% off using code DESB. For me, especially as a new mom, but also coming out of the pandemic, it was difficult for me to really understand how I could get to therapy to take care of me while also taking care of a little one. Um, So I'm very excited to, like I said, partner with them and bring this opportunity for you to get 10% off your first month with code DESB at checkout so that you can get on your path to bettering yourself with some help. Again, thank you so much, BetterHelp, for supporting this podcast, and let's jump back into it. I love that. Well, I'm happy to hear that she is doing well and thriving, um, and that you're doing well and thriving. So with um, 
with respect to now, like, okay, past is gone. You have a child, you're crushing Mm -hmm. it. You then get into competing. And I feel like that's kind of where we more so maybe like started following each other was like, I was competing Mm-hmm. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, then you competed. So it was like we were both yeah. in that. At that time, we were in that part of the fitness industry, right? Um, yes. Like, knee-deep in starving ourselves. So why mm-hmm. don't you talk about your experience competing and then, like, going into after mixed with, like, postpartum, right? Because, like, your body was different to begin with. Yeah. Then you're prepping. Then you're at this level of leanness that you haven't had either number one ever or since baby, right? And then now you get back into just like life. How, like, how has your body image changed? What was your biggest struggle? How have you overcome that? Where did the, where did the whys, et cetera? Yeah. So I was supposed to go into a prep, um, like early 2019. Um, I had just gone through like a breakup. So I was like, I want to do this for myself. And I thought I could coach myself. I literally am 100% like self-taught when it comes to like fitness and nutrition. It's all based off of what I've seen like on Instagram and YouTube. And I like listen like to podcasts and things like that. So it's like, I don't have a degree or anything like that. But I was like, I feel like I could coach myself. Let's see how it is. I had fucking no clue what I was doing. And I was just super depressed because it just felt like I was doing all of these things and nothing was changing. So then um, I ended up like just going, like getting out of prep and just doing my own thing. Um, And then I met my then like stranger um, at a fitness expo, he was at, um, a muscle egg booth for, um, FitCon in Salt Lake city. And we started following each other on Instagram and he just DM'd me one day on like one of my stories of me working out or something and was like, Hey, have you ever thought about competing? And I was like, well, I was going to, but I don't have a coach. And he was like there, I'm a coach obviously. And I was like, well, I also am a broke bitch. And he was like, well, then we'll just take care of that and we can negotiate something. So then he ended up being my coach and I went right into prep um, right before we went to Lollapalooza. So I was like in a, like a pre-cut, I guess, right before we met. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went to Lollapalooza and the week that I got back, like the day after I got back, I started prep, which was like super hard because we had just, we had just done so much. Right. It was just like crazy to like, be so free and then go right back home and be super fucking strict. Like I started my meal plan like the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so my body, I would always say that I never had like a good relationship with my body image because all of my friends in high school were like air quote skinny and like had big fucking tits. And I literally had no boobs, no ass. I, my stomach was shaped weird. And every time I would fucking wear jeans, like it would leave that red ring around my fucking belly button in my waist because I was like awkwardly shaped like an avocado. I would probably say <laughs> <laughs> like the cutest avocado you've seen. I was going to say a beautiful avocado. <laughs> and so like, I never really felt comfortable. Um, and then when I started like cutting and like looking at myself in the mirror, it's like, no matter how lean I was getting, I still was like, oh my God, I have so much work to do. I have Mm -hmm. so much more fat to lose. And it was just so weird because I didn't know what I was supposed to look like. So I went through all of that prep. Everything was fine. I was pretty motivated to, to write it out. And I was actually really surprised with myself and how well I had stuck to the meal plan because I'm an emotional eater. And when I'm stressed or want to cry, I want to eat. Mm -hmm. 
And so not being able to turn to food was like super hard. And I was like, I cannot believe I fucking did that. And then I competed and I got second in my um, novice class and then second in my open class. And that was like super rewarding. I was on cloud nine for days. Like I had never felt like so much serotonin ever. It just felt like I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. And it's like, it was literally, there was no like monetary award or anything like that. It was just like, I just felt like I had accomplished something so like important to me, but I, I don't know why it was important, I guess. So then after that, um, I was just kind of going through a weird funk and then like the pandemic happened. And I was supposed to do another show in 2020. Um, and I was still like, like kind of in prep at the beginning of 2020. And then they canceled all the shows, obviously, um, due to the pandemic. And then I just, I gained a lot of weight through quarantine. Like Mm -hmm. if you go through like my TikTok and scroll backwards, you can watch me gain weight. Like you can see it in my face, you can see it in my body. And I was definitely feeling that like on my like confidence and my self-esteem. And I went through like a really rough patch of body dysmorphia where like I, if I looked back on pictures of myself when I was in prep, I would just sit there and ball because Mm -hmm. I was like, I was comparing my healthy, realistic body to something that was temporary and not sustainable. And that is like super fucking hard to like view. So if you would, if someone came up to you and was like, oh my gosh, Brie, I'm so inspired by you and the fact that you competed, I want to do it. What would you say to them? I've had people, I've had people say that. And my biggest thing is that you have to mentally like be in a good place already. If you have like shit going on, which everybody always does, but if you have like serious shit going on, I would say to like, if you can't put 100% into it and know that you're going to be able to dedicate the time and like the mental wellness to this sport, I would not. But if you feel like you have it in you to really give everything you have, because you are going to give every single last thing that you have to this show, then I would say, go ahead, go, go for it. You know, it's like, there's going to be, there's always going to be a show. So it's really just to find the right timing for you and to really be realistic with yourself in knowing if you're going to be able to make it through it. Do you really think that even with quote mental toughness that anyone can really come out of a show ever the same? (sighs) That's a good fucking question because I it definitely, I mean, it changed, it changed me in a weird way. Um, I wouldn't say it's positive or negative, I guess. Um, but I don't think, I don't think you come out the same. I think that it's, it takes a toll on you and you, it, it might not happen immediately or like immediately like post-show, but eventually like that, the whole, you'll sit back and reflect on mm-hmm. your time in prep and your time in the show and I think that it's really hard to compare your out of prep body to your prep body. Yeah. I always tell people um, when I talk about like my experience and just coming out of competing and then just kind of like, like you said, reflecting back and thinking of that person you were during that time. Mm -hmm. And I remember like finishing volleyball, getting into CrossFit. That's kind of where I started. And I, Mm -hmm. I loved my body. Oh my God, dude. When I was in, when I was like started CrossFit back in 2015, Mm -hmm. I was, I was my heaviest quote, 
like my like I should say um I was my roundest like I like my body right. composition I might have weighed the same but my body composition was like a higher fat right and then mm-hmm. like lower muscle but dude I was so fucking confident in my like boxy body because that's what CrossFit was yeah where, like I had that perfect physique and I was so that was the most confident I think I'd ever been in my body um and then once I started to compete um or like you know got that idea in my head kind of started going for it and really understanding like you know, meal plans, what to eat, what not to eat. How do I feel? How does my body feel? The hyper awareness that it created of my body. I never knew what it felt like to be bloated, right? right. Like I, like I didn't even fucking know I could have drank for fucking seven days out of the week. And on Sunday, wake up and be like, dude, I look fucking good. And yeah. then <laughs> after I started being aware of my body and what it looked like and taking photos and videos, yes. and this and that, I could smell bread and be like, oh my God, I'm, I'm bloated. No, literally like, you could I don't smell bread and be it. like, oh my God, I just smelled 27 carbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I like literally need to go keto now. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to um, have to cut my carbs for the rest of the day because I fucking smell that I, fucking bread. <laughs> I literally smelled the fucking bacon. <laughs> so, but it's just, it's sad because even to this day, like I still, struggle and I battle with like those thoughts and I'm, yeah. I'm doing but be- I'm doing better at like shutting them down and being mm-hmm. like Des like you have a body that a lot of people would sacrifice many things for but it doesn't take away from a personal struggle right like you know what I mean you can be the skinniest you can be the fittest and still have body issues and like that does not discredit your own emotional yeah. spot um but I still I I would have never reached that spot in being self-conscious about my body in any way shape or form if I hadn't competed like I even used to love being naked and like to this day I it's like hard for me to be naked like yeah. I like I honestly don't like like and you would think that you're really would, good at hiding it well I, I like we all have our days right where you're like damn I yeah. feel good today but you know, most days, like I, I hate being like, I hate having my boobs out. Just being I hate, exposed. Yeah. Like it just, it, I don't know. It feels I, awkward. I don't know why. And I don't know why, but it never used to be like that. And it's, it's yeah. sad. It's sad. I feel that. And like always like mentally counting your macros with every fucking like, and it's like, you cannot turn that shit off. Like once mm-hmm. you learn how to count your macros and you're in the habit of doing that, like for whatever reason you're doing it, like Every single bite of food you take for the rest of your life, you're going to know exactly what you're eating. And that is the most annoying thing because it's like, it's never in a positive way. I'm never, I'm never like, oh my God, I totally just ate 10 grams of protein. It's like, yeah, I had 10 grams of protein, but I also had 27 carbs and fucking 17 grams of fat and 200 calories. I'm like, I don't like that shit. Every fucking, uh, it's just, it's so annoying. And it is, that's like one, yeah, that's like the one thing that like lingers for real. Something you really have to like actively work to turn off. Like it's mm-hmm. literally like you you spend so much time learning it because it's confusing, and you have to spend actual time unlearning it or like trying yes. or or just trying to like view it differently. You know, oh, instead of saying, oh, th- this is sixty grams of carbs, it's like cool. Like this is sixty grams of fuel. Like I'm excited yes. to put this towards my workout today and have a great mm-hmm. leg day. Like it's just all about like changing that mindset, but it you have to actively do it. It's not just yeah. gonna wash away. Um and so I I just think that's like a beautiful point to make because I know for me it was hard enough 
and on top of just being on social media aware, you know, around people. And like you said, you know, you can scroll through my TikTok and watch me like gain weight. It's like, I don't know if anyone's been rude to you about that, but it's like, people are rude. Like people say that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, like, I mean, I've, 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 heard changed. Through, I've heard through a few of my friends that other people have been making comments about it, about me on my TikTok. Like yeah, I, I is... saw her TikTok and it looks like she's been gaining weight. Well, fuck yeah, I've been gaining weight because for the last two years when I was like going through prep and like being a like a wannabe fitness influencer, yeah, I was fucking skinny. And then the pandemic happened. So I think everybody fucking gained weight. So you know what? You guys can go fuck yourself. Yeah, I think <laughs> I saw a post. I think it was yesterday. My One of my friends shared it on their Instagram. It was like, just a like gentle reminder to like not comment on people's weight. Like not only ever, yes. but especially post-pandemic like a lot of people were you know kept inside we had no no access to in-home equipment Mm -hmm. um we couldn't go to the gyms we couldn't do this gyms were closed this that and the other it's like as much as we feel like oh wow it you know that was all last summer it's still like but no like we've still been living in a pandemic you know what i mean like so it's like no like we can't expect people to like feel their best right now. And, um, so for a lot of people, you know, this summer is just really triggering because they're thinking of, they're not thinking of last summer. We're thinking about two years ago now. Yep. Right. Like we're comparing our bodies to two years ago, not last summer. Mm -hmm. None of us were doing jack shit. It was, it was, what did I look like in 2019? And it's like, that's hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you just you evolve and you've grown so much in the last two years. It's like how how can you even look back and think, well, why don't I look like that still? Well, because mm-hmm. you're fucking living life and you're doing your thing. And we just went through a pandemic, still going through a pandemic. Like you just, we have to all be so much more gentle now than we were before because it's like the whole world's going through it. So yeah. we we can't like hold ourselves to that higher standard of what used to be because it's not what it is anymore. Right. So now that. Now that you're kind of found your little like community on TikTok, mm-hmm. walk me through that because oh, gosh. you, I mean, TikTok is such an interesting app. I would love to mm-hmm. hear how you view it and how you use it. Yes. And that is funny because I was going to say the exact same thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's so interesting because it's definitely my favorite platform. I haven't been able, I've haven't, I've had creators blocked for the past couple months, so I haven't been posting. But when I was like in the groove, literally, I would just like think of something funny I wanted to say or like a joke I wanted to make or just a story or anything. And I would just literally plop my phone on the camera or on the camera, prop my phone on the camera, come on, <laughs> prop my phone up on the counter and just make like a TikTok, and then I would just go through and add music like funny music to it and then post it with the the trending hashtags and just wait and see I think my first viral video was when I locked myself out on my balcony (laughs) and I I was doing like TikTok dances because I was so frustrated (laughs) and then after that like I was like making hot Cheeto mac and cheese and that got yep. like 2 million views. And then I was um, trying the buzz balls for the first time and that got a couple million. And like, at, like every week I was having, you like, did like at spicy least... challenges. Yes. And like it was spicy like spicy mixes. Yes. It was so fun. And then like when the winter came around, I was like taste testing a lot of Starbucks drinks and comparing it to crack cocaine and people really like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, cause everyone just loves crack. I we're guess, on meth. We're on meth out. talk. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> but it's just interesting because I just it's definitely something that 
I mean, I, I have put effort into the tick into some of my videos, but for the most part, like a lot of the videos that people tend to enjoy are the ones that I've made on a whim or that I didn't have like a plan for. And so I feel like that because it's genuine and it's just mm -hmm. something that you were just thinking of on the spot. So I think that that is the best way to go about it. And I just love TikTok. Like the fucking comments on each video that I see, <laughs> like I just love reading comments. That's like my favorite thing about TikTok is just hearing what other people have to say about things. It makes me laugh so fucking hard. Have you seen um, the fucking, it's that stupid ass like emotional song and it's like, it's you found me by the fray and it's acoustic but it's that little guy that's like it's okay to be goofy sometimes <laughs> yes. yes oh my god did you just fucking see the one that um the guy stitched with it and he the, gun? Like, the gun yes i'm like wait is that triggering should i say it no i have to say it's so fucking funny dude the the, uh, the original video the comments under the original video someone said Please, like, please apologize. <laughs> We're waiting for your apology video. Literally, they're like, "How do I delete a video that's not mine?" Oh my god! <laughs> it Dude, was just keeping hilarious. Up, keeping up with TikTok drama has me dead. Um, yes. Like, I need to know every fucking detail about these stupid people. Like, it was never the same with like YouTube drama and things like that. Like, TikTok drama is different, and it it's built different. different. It's yes. built different. <laughs> I love I fucking feel keeping up. I feel like um, it's such an interesting platform, though, because you don't you you go there to get clout. You don't go there to sell like yeah. you. You can some small businesses pop off, which is like beautiful. But you have to be like a business talk. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's not your personal account. If you're a personal person on there, you're not like pitching sales like. Right. I, I don't know. It's a way to like convert people over to your Instagram. It's a way to convert people to your YouTube. It's a way to convert yeah. people wherever. But it's such a um emotional like a quick reaction and then they kind of forget about you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's a it's an interesting app because you can't play it as a like I can't play that app. I can't play TikTok as like, "Oh, buy my guides." Like it, it doesn't work like right. that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a place where you just go to have fun. You create and then that fun content. Like, trickle back. Right, right. Or they're like then interested in you. They keep up or um, mm -hmm. they use some of your like workout tips or whatever. Right. Um, but that's where I think like, again, you did a good job on capitalizing on it is like you're just there to have fun and like mm -hmm. you show up and these people just like they enjoy your quirkiness and your coffee addiction um <laughs> consistently um but i think it's it's just so it's funny how so many people got so famous off the app but it, it's like yeah. vine it's like vine though right like so many yeah. people got randomly famous off of vine um but i feel like the people that are getting famous off tiktok 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 now are like dumb as fuck yeah like like am i am and it's I, like am i, I being like I a millennial like no, i don't know no 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 no. and it's like once they get the the following it's like they could literally just be like put on one of the trending songs and just eat a fucking cheeseburger for bam five million likes and i'm like what if you want me to eat a cheeseburger i'll fucking eat a cheeseburger but five million likes for you to just sit there and stare at the camera i'm like are you joking yeah. I have to work. I have to work hard for those fucking likes. <laughs> I have Bro. to drink a lot of Starbucks for those fucking likes. I feel like the only people I really see being smart, like granted, I mean, Addison Ray, Charlie D'Amelio, they both have collaborations now.
Like mm -hmm. they're, they're definitely being smart and you know why? Because their parents are involved mm -hmm. and their parents are making sure that they're successful and doing things that are going to be longevity, which is smart. Um, right. but it just kills me how the, there's so much just like stealing on TikTok, which is fine. But like, yeah, how are you going to gain your whole brand off of stealing? I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I, it's such a weird thing. So I'm not saying that I haven't stolen trends. You know, like it's funny to right. recreate them, right? I'm not saying that that's an issue, but how, like, how's your whole brand built on just that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't I, get it. It's a little strange. It's, that's a little suspicious. That's a little sus. But I have that. to say, Sienna May is canceled, and that's that. So, anyways. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's, what I was, that's literally what I was referring to when I said I love TikTok drama. Dude, I, I don't uh, – I've not heard it from anyone. Dude, but did you see that update of, like, the video of, like, the allegations actually happening? Um, Like, the, the video of them on the couch? Yes. I oh did. my God. I swear to God. I was at work when I saw that and I, my jaw fucking dropped. I was like, this is not real life. How did somebody actually get this on video? But did you see her reply? Yes. I watched them both and I was like, okay, stop gaslighting me. Like you don't know me. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not wrong, but it is true. It is true how so many things can also be twisted and manipulated into a, a three second video that can ruin someone's life. Right. And, know, and but it was just a, so hard for me to believe that he was like awake. Like I just okay. the video. But do you follow um fuck what's his name? Is it like Alex Wren or some bullshit? I don't know what the fuck his name is. He did a podcast recently and he talked about the <gasps> Netflix show that they're mm -hmm. all supposed to be on. Uh-huh. And um he said how that like Netflix is still gonna air it. And how you will see more of it unfold on the show. So then it had me thinking, did Was one of them, did, yes, did one of them take the punch for this fucking show to go through the roof and then make coin? <gasps> Honestly. Shut up. I don't know. I don't know. Shut up. Yeah, oh my gosh. Well, I guess we'll fucking find out. I know. Anyway, so if you guys don't know what the fuck we're talking about right now, <laughs> they're please, like, um, yeah. Sienna. <laughs> please go check out Sienna may on tiktok you can watch her 14 fucking part tiktoks of what is going on and then look up jack wright and then you can also see so anyways that that's <laughs> that's that's the drama that we're in right now that's <laughs> that is like drama getting of tiktok yes um that was a little bit wild so um anyways tiktok is uh all fun and and merry but it is kind of crazy to to have the platform that it does. Like mm -hmm. I started where I started working with TikTok in 2019. Um, literally like I did a paid oh, wow. working partnership with them. They were brand new and they wanted to boost the fitness community. Oh, nice. And so I did like nine TikToks and it was like brand fucking new. I mean, there was like no transition. Like you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. Yeah. And uh, so I, I had a partnership with them. And so since then, they they always loop me in like creator emails. I'm like, bitch, I'm not a creator anymore. Like, I don't know the fuck. Uh. Um, you can verify me though. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, but it is fun. It is funny now. And I almost sometimes regret not continuing what I was doing. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, fuck. That might have been a wrong step. 
Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think I would want the clout of TikTok because TikTok is also fucking ruthless. They're a different no, breed is. of haters. They're a different breed of haters. Yes, it's like the, all these people are just like judging you based off of like a 15 second video and like they just like will tear apart your whole life. Like they don't they're like fuck. they're like 12. They're, they're literally 12. I'm like, do you fucking kiss your mom with that mouth, you fucking whore? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Goddamn. Um, well, I think the last thing that I really wanted to touch on was what you're planning to do with the rest of your 2021 to make up for 2020. So do you have any plans? Or, or, or what are you doing? Do you have any goals? Um, yeah. What's I... going on? So I was going to compete in November again, um, but I decided that since I, I, so after my initial breakup in like 2019, we ended up getting back together. And so I'm going through like a breakup again. <laughs> and so, but like this time it's for we real. We love that. We're, we love we're that. all good. You know, it's like, I have gone through like my spiritual path and my awakening, blah, blah, blah. So like, I'm ready to like live my life. So 2021 has been like my year of kind of like making sure that I'm putting myself first and like focusing on me. So I've been like going to like, just the, I just, anytime anybody invites me to anything, I literally just go. So I, I'm going to go to like a, a festival in Salt Lake City in August. Um, I'm going to be in Vegas a lot in August for my job because I have to go to a lot of conventions to sell the product that we sell. Um, I was going to go to, to New York um, to see somebody. So I might go to New York. And, oh, I know. I was like, I, I kind of want to go to New York rolling loud. We should go. Wait, wait when is that? I think in October. Okay, I'm really not against that because <laughs> Maddox will be Maddox will be one and I feel like that could be a good like gift to myself. Yeah, like I the fucking lineup for Rolling Loud this year, I was like, oh my god, I have to go. Okay, fuck, send me the link. Okay, <laughs> I fucking will. God damn it. <laughs> we're like we're just like, okay, let's just go to New York. It's fine. <laughs> um and then yeah, I'm pretty much just I'm like the most like in love with my body right now that I've ever been. So I'm really just trying to focus on keeping that mindset and just staying positive. Um, but really that's all I have. I am just doing traveling for work. And if anybody invites me to go anywhere, but Idaho, I will go. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I think that it's a testimony that you can be mom, live your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go through a breakup, get back together, go through another breakup, get married, get divorced, <laughs> and still come out on fucking job. Yes, bitch. I fucking lived like seven lives already. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you're a fucking cat or so shit. You got nine lives going on. You got to take care of this last one, honey. You are I nine know. for sure. For real, I'm on my last motherfucking leg. I better make this a good one. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, well, I'm so glad that I was able to catch up with you. Obviously, we will hopefully be able to stay in, in contact now. You know how it'll be sometimes. It's like, all right, let's yeah. make, make, make a better step forward. Always mm -hmm. kind of reaching out. Um, but tell the people where to find you. I'll put all the links in the show notes. Okay. Per usual, but tell them, tell them what's good. Um, my Instagram is champagne underscore bread bread. That's what my dad calls me because he's Vietnamese. He can't say Brie. So it's B-R-E-H, B-R-E-H. Like all my handles have B-R-E-H in them. So champagne underscore bread bread. And then my TikTok is bread. Yeah. So it's B-R-E-H-Y-A-H. 
Uh, it's going to be in the notes, so you don't even have to listen to me spell it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much what I have. And my, I, I have, I do like a little bit of vlogging on my Snapchat, but that's just so complicated to spell. So <laughs> you still use Snapchat? Yes, I fucking get on there just so that I can like, because I don't want to annoy my Instagram viewers okay so if i have like more than like five like snaps in a row that i need to say i'll put it on snapchat instead because like people already expect that from me because i've been doing it since like 2014 (laughs) so i'm like if they're not annoyed if they're still watching (laughs) that's that's true all right well i love you brie thank you for being on good good talks good conversations um send me the lineup link and we'll catch you on the flip side all righty bye all right you guys i hope that you enjoyed this week's episode i had so much fun chatting with brie being able to have fun with her being able to have fun with you guys um and just enjoy our opportunity to chat together and and relax so i hope that you guys go follow brie go follow her on tiktok she is so funny um i enjoy having her all the time i enjoy our catch-ups i enjoy our chats and i hope that you got maybe even a little bit of insight into that competition world or even just postpartum baby body dysmorphia whatever you took from this episode i hope that you enjoyed it so i'll find you back next week but if you haven't already make sure you listen to this past week in this coming week's episode of below the influencer the podcast with my co-host emily and i we run that shit together and we have fun so i love you guys happy sunday and we'll chat soon